yeah, this world can get so lonely You're the paper and pen, one of my two best friends Cause the sad songs understood me This is Trice Talk, Tempestuous Thursday, live for April the 22nd, 2021, and I'm Donald Wayne. <laughs> that was a mouthful. Uh, looking for Dennis Lee. <laughs> so, welcome to our Thursday night edition, the last one of the week until we get to Sunday. All right, well, there's speaking of Dennis Lee. Uh Hey, Dennis Lee. Hello, Donald Wayne. <laughs> um, I just said it was Tempestuous Thursday. I bet you did. <laughs> uh, something like that. I mean, there's a lot of tempestuous stuff we're going to be talking about tonight. Oh, let me get here. here. Um, I automatically came on. Oh, okay. Because well, of the, it... the, the email invite you sent sent to the email address you have for me yeah well it didn't work for dennis um unless it's a completely different email address that that dennis has to dig up for you hmm well that's always the one we uh trade stuff yeah, I, back and I, forth. Didn't, I didn't get anything ah uh, well okay well we know it works because it worked for eric so we'll just have to see why uh -huh. it didn't work for you dennis. all right well I figures you would think it would work for family, but family is always the last one, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Well, okie dokie. Um, Let me cut the boys off here. <laughs> oh my. That's the, uh, the cab called the stand up. I've never even heard that before. I've been trying to find some songs, you know, that are more current for our, uh, youthful audience that we have. So, you know, in consideration, since we seem to, uh, well, there's a few that understand the old stuff. Uh, uh, huh. All right. I'm just looking up here. Mr. Clean. I don't know if that's the right Mr. Clean. Um, I, th I think right. it's him, um, because his is all lowercase, but if he makes, if he chats like down in the chat, you'll, you'll see probably the little V beside his, his picture icon. Robert, is that you chat? If you are, it is. Yes, um, it is. Okay. Yes, it is as a ghost caller. <laughs> yes, BP people under 50, which, uh, it's, hey, sounds I'm very not, discriminatory, discriminatory I, to me. Discriminatory, uh, yeah, that too. 
Well, I, if it wasn't for Eric, you know, we'd have an old crew here, but uh, Eric is the one. He kind of helps bring down the age average for us. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, I don't know if Robert's trying to call in or not, but well, I, he did he a minute ago, but I wasn't sure. All right. Well, He's if you see him bouncing, we we'll see him on you. We'll see. You him. see is this you, Robert? Tape? Oh. Is this the real Hello? Robert? Is Robert there? It's Robert. Hello. Robert, can you hear us? Robert. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, I think you need to speak up a little bit, okay? Just a moment. I got to get my headphones. Oh, okay. Hey, with uh, Robert on here, we really bring down that age average, Dennis Lee. How about yeah, that? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Jeez. Well, um... Um, I, I think if anybody's noticed, I think slightly it has been on hiatus for the last two nights um, since he, he's away from his home studio. Is he gambling? I think he, he took a trip to Nevada, he said. Um, oh, my. But um, he, he, I was under the impression that he was going to do his show on location. But last night I got that Twitter DM, that Twitter from, DM him that, from him. That, uh, whoa, oh, I'm, oh, I'm echoing. Uh-oh. Robert, are you still here? He's in Idaho. Robert? You, you might have to mute him for a minute that way. I'm not echoing. Uh, right. Robert? I'm still oh. here. All right. Well, we, oh, there's two we, Mr. Cleans. All right. We've got yeah, dueling Mr. Clean. That's the, that's the troll, Mr. Clean. Oh, the troll was up against you, Robert. Did you feel him? All right. Um, I think I've okay, got him muted can... there. He was right there beside you. Jeez. Right? It was very eerie. <laughs> this is... I yeah. thought you dropped and... I tell you. <laughs> oh, you know, boy. He was touching you. Yeah, I got the. Uh, he better. He could keep his hands off of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's probably the Robert that does live in Idaho. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I oh, bet it is. The evil yeah. Robert. The, oh, my the potato well, Robert. I think as far as the trolling has, has been concerned on Podbean, um, they've not only been impersonating Robert by stealing and hijacking his image, they've also been impersonating his brother, and, and they continue to impersonate Old Man and, and, and Jeremy oh, yeah, yeah. slightly no, and John evil, DeVito. The, the evil old man was on uh, Tall Tales a minute ago. and you know, Hey, so, Jess. Hey, Tron yeah. Cat. Hey. Yeah. Did somebody well, say Tron Cat? You know, um, that, that's how we greet Tron, Tron Cat. Oh, okay. Oh, well, Dennis Lee has all those uh, kitty cat sounds over there. Oh, well, let me bring my <laughs> kitty out. You Hold can, on one second. Bring your kitty out. <laughs> hey, Tron Cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, my goodness. I guess it may be. Wednesday's bleeding over, like Jess Duck said, apparently. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> the okay. Meow Mix commercial. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, uh, there's... You know, get a life. Yeah. Get a life. Uh, Go find a liberal podcast to... Uh, right. To uh, play with. Um. All right. Well... How are you, Robert? I'm good. To the to the other Mister Clean Troll, <laughs> I know what I am. I know who I am, and that's all that matters. You tell him. So, you tell him. Yeah. So, yeah. So you you can leave me alone. I love doing my show, and I don't appreciate all the foul language 
and all the dirty stuff you put in my chat. Yeah, that won't be tolerated. I thought we'd kick this guy off of here anyway. Um, um, well, Donald Wayne has to disconnect him. Well, I... Uh, well, you'd put him yeah. on mute, though. Yeah, yeah his mug's still up there. Can you boot him off, Donald Wayne? Um, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, all right. But, well, since he's acknowledged himself in the chat, then we can finally block him. Yeah, I blocked yep. him. I hit the block on him. That you just know, won't be tolerated here. I'm sure there's a podcast tolerated. for people like that that just, you know, uh, are are you so self? unsure of yourself that you just have to pick on other people i mean come on well i'll tell you what we used to do to those people back in the day uh, <laughs> well yeah. we're, hey, we're not clearly unhappy with their lives yeah you know i mean we're we're not promoting any violence promoting any violence here that's uh, oh no no we we leave that up to uh liberal podcast and uh and lebron james and uh Maxine oh, Waters. Oh boy, oh. <laughs> the instigators. I see him. I have to take some medication tonight. Yeah, it is tempestuous Thursday, so no telling what's going to be spewing. Um, spewing. You know the um, definition of tempestuous? You might want to bring that up for all. All the right. Well, let's let me. Worry. Huh? Let me just do this. Um, we've never done this before. Let's see if this works. Um, watch me get the wrong word. Siri, what's the definition of tempestuous? Characterized by strong and turbulent or conflicting emotion. Do you want to hear the remaining one? Yes. Yes. Very stormy. Oh, is that Stormy Daniels? Is that what you said? <laughs> or, I, I, I didn't know she understood. She knew the meaning. Of Very that. stormy. Very stormy. <laughs> oh, very stormy. Okay, okay, all right. Uh, Remember the tempest? Uh, um, oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> what? <laughs> that, did that startle you? Um, yeah, we there's all kinds of stuff going on today, isn't there? I mean, it's yes. just uh, Twitter is full of fools and idiots and and. Uh, people who are not informed very well at all. I mean, that's right. That's right. I, you know, and look, I didn't, I didn't dislike LeBron James. You know, I liked him better when he was in Cleveland. Um, but he's gotten on my nerves more and more since he went to Cali. Um, but then today, I just, I'm just losing respect for him uh, altogether. So. Well, I I didn't care about him one way or the other. I had no feelings for him, but you know, when he, when he tweeted that uh, cop's picture, uh, then said, you're next. I mean, that's, that's getting pretty low. That's, that's right. to me, that's a threat, but, um, right. He did take it off and I don't, I don't know if he apologized or I don't think he apologized, but he did take his comments. But he did off. take it off. It's yeah. just, I mean, what would happen if something happened to that cop? I mean, would would the family be able to go after LeBron James? Um, you know, uh, since we I, have a litigious society today. Whoa, let's <laughs> keep using the big words, Donald Wayne. We're gonna. Hey, I look all this out. stuff up before the show so I can sound like I know something. <laughs> My goodness, I'm, I would. 
I would imagine probably the like the the police officer he you know the image that he tweeted in question would probably be speaking with a lawyer on what you know what you know what you know maybe available to him and like if he could pursue any kind of slant, slander or libel suit against LeBron James for that for that t- tweet that was in poor taste that LeBron has since you know deleted yeah but. But, you know, I think LeBron wasn't thinking about the fact that people were going to screenshot that and save that, and 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 it blew up like it did. Oh, yeah. I, I just, I don't know why he wouldn't think ahead and know that that it would cause an uproar. And it's just the wrong thing to do. I mean, he's he has decided to be judge and jury of that policeman and, and put a, basically a wanted poster out there for the guy. So... Um, I just, what, it's, it's foolishness on, on the news all around. Um, I mean, there's so much going on with what's going on in Congress, all the crap they're trying Mm -hmm. to pass right now that Congress just, they've passed more stuff in, in the house in the last three months than they have in 10 years. Uh, I mean, you know, they keep shoving it up towards the Senate where it's going to have a little bit of a roadblock, hopefully. But, uh, I mean, I've never seen them pass so many things. They're like on a frenzy, you know, like like if you dropped a piece of meat in, in a, a piranha pool or something. They're just, they just can't get enough of what they're trying to do. So, gives us a lot of fodder. Indeed, it does. And mutter. Um, Hello, mutter. Hello, Hello, where am i in cincinnati i don't how's that go after that uh from camp granada oh can't okay camp granada yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) well mine was camp grady spruce so uh, there's nothing that rhymes with that i like a good spruce tree i mean really All right. Well, I guess we can, uh, if nobody has anything exciting, just, uh, uh, Robert, do you have anything exciting? Eric? Said he's, he's doing a show tonight. Well, oh, yeah. Okay. I, and I think, um, Chris of forgotten tunes is also thinking about doing a show too. Um, but oh, and I know lady me is on opposite us now. And I think pink squirrel and Lara, hopefully, I imagine they're probably going to start wrapping up soon. Um, what kind of show is this? <laughs> I thought she, I thought she said she had fifteen minutes or fifty minutes. I didn't catch which one. Well, you're, well, you're limited to two hours unless you're like John DeVito and slightly serious and and got like that silver award to where you can now have like three hours. But how do but, you get but, a silver award? I think it depends on your engagement score. You know, in any like given month. But since if you if you look at Slightly's engagement score when he goes live, he's in the two hundred thousand range, and then John DeVito oh. is still in the one hundred thousand range. Um, okay. and 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 like getting in the and and staying in the top twenty, and then and I would imagine Milk Dog definitely has that too. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know. Could we do three hours, Dennis Lee? I don't know that. My, oh, I, think sure are, I think y'all are. I think y'all are both on, on Wednesday. Shows. Yeah, I'm I sure we think could. You, you don't even do two hours, do you? Well, we, we push it. To <laughs> yeah, we, we push two hours. Of course, Eric 
yeah. keeps a, a check on us and and so yeah. we we start getting past a uh, quarter till and it, i know. mean i'm sure we could pull something out to keep it going uh, oh well <laughs> yeah it's not a problem that'll be up to you <laughs> um <laughs> Oh my goodness! Here we go. Block, All right. Block, well, block, block, block. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. The definition of moronic. All right. Okay. Uh, Welcome to the encyclopedia version of uh, Trice Talk. Right. Thank this you. Trice Talk yeah. dictionary. All right. So. Um, First King little Richard version. Who? Richard? <laughs> King King Richard version. Oh, King <laughs> King Richard. Um, first oh. item on the agenda for tonight is whites denied COVID-19 vaccine appointments by some providers in Washington State. This was a story that was posted today on Newsmax, okay. written by Brian Trusdale. Trustdale. I wonder if that's trustdale.com. Um, yes, <laughs> sounds familiar, doesn't it? The yeah. Washington State Department of Health appears to be allowing COVID-19 vaccine providers to distribute inoculations based on race, uh, particularly one which places whites on a standby list while scheduling non-white online, a local radio station in Seattle says. And it's uh, KT... <laughs> KTTH in Seattle says the website for the African American Reach and Teach Health Ministry, a vaccine distributor authorized by the State Department of Health, questions those seeking inoculation appointments for their race. And if an individual indicates they're white, it makes them unable to access appointment times and dates. Part of the reason we ask this is because of the funding that we receive uh, a, a consultant, Tawanda Hill, she works for AARTH, told the Jason Rantz show. I, I've seen Jason Rantz, I believe, on Fox being interviewed. Um, they want to know, we have funding because we are able to reach people of color, federal funding, state funding, county funding. They want to know who we are serving. KTTH says if an individual designates himself as non-white, they are directed to schedule an appointment. If they select white as a race, the individual is informed they are placed on a waiting list and will be contacted if there is an opening. The radio station said it asked the Department of Health several times if the practice violates state law and was only told that it was taking the necessary steps to provide equitable access to the vaccine. According to Jason Rantz of the Jason Rantz Show on KTTH, the first list is a wait list for people of color should a vaccine appointment open up. If the wait list is emptied and vaccine availabilities eventually open up, only then will a white person on the standby list be contacted. This policy effectively bars white people from accessing taxpayer-funded vaccines set up through the state. AARTH consultant Tawanda Hill argues their system isn't truly exclusionary. A small percentage of white people on the standby list make it through. She notes that people who lie about their race won't be turned away when they show up. Hill could not specify which governmental agency AARTH received its funding from for this project. 
Public Health Seattle and Keene County tells Jason Ranch Show they do not have a contract with AARTH. So we're not really sure where the funding does come from. State DOH spokesperson refused to directly answer whether or not the vaccine providers may discriminate on base of race. They were given four opportunities over email to directly answer that question for KTTH. Instead, they framed their race exclusionary vaccination policy around prioritizing communities of color. It is DOH policy that white people or anyone the department deems at less risk than others may not be able to do to participate in a specific event or to get an appointment in a specific block of time. Uh, again, Tawanda Hill points out purported inequities within the healthcare system and her process aims to even the playing field. Because we've been able to focus on this group, people of color, now to come back and have to worry about are we being illegal? While the state you know, the health care system in general, if they could service brown people and people of color, this wouldn't be an issue, Hill said. When I asked about the legality of race exclusionary system, Hill noted she was trying to figure out a balance only to be told, no, we have to make it open to everybody. Is that what you're thinking? This, that it has to be totally a free for all and whoever comes in, comes in. And if that's the case, then why would the black church do it anyway? The Department of Health explains it like this. The prior, prioritization is similar to an event like free breast cancer screening for people without health insurance. And this is from spokesperson Kristen Mackay. If, if event organizers place someone who does have health insurance and wants a screening on standby, that person isn't being denied a screening they don't experience the same barriers to getting health care as the people in the event that was created to help. And placing them on standby means they aren't getting a screening instead of someone whose only access is through the event. Well, what if only white people without health insurance were able to access this program? Would the DOH be okay with that? Of course not. Yet they're okay when white people are shut out of vaccine access on the basis of their skin color. Apparently, the DOH believes privilege grants white people magical access to limited vaccine appointments. So that's all from the Jason Rantz um, show. Uh, I guess Jason Rantz actually did the questioning on that. Um, the Washington Health Department states on its website, Washington State Department of Health complies with applicable federal civil rights laws and does not discriminate on the basis of color, race, national origin, age, disability, or sex. DOH doesn't exclude people or treat them differently because of the same criteria. Um, now, in all fairness, I did. I went on to that uh, site that they were referring to in the beginning. Uh, it's basically a church organization. And... Um, it's true. You know, if, if you, there's a box there for, uh, black and, um, uh, other minorities. And then there's a box there for white. If you check white, then you, you cannot, uh, sign up. You, you, you put on a wait list. Um, but I did also look at the Washington state department of health website and there are, <laughs> there's about, 30 pages of places where people can get vaccinations. Now I could not tell 
how many of those were in the Seattle area. Uh, but there were also a lot of locations that listed they did not have any vaccine available at that time as well. So, um, you know, there's probably other places people could go. But just the fact that this one particular site, evidently, Jason uh, from the radio station uh, got information of that. And he was upset because, you know, basically white people were being excluded from being able to use that service. Uh, he also noted that Vermont in early April announced the policy specifically prioritizing non-whites and excluding whites in COVID-19 vaccinations, a practice the former director of the Discovery Institute claimed was a violation of federal law. So that's going on in Seattle, Washington. Up to you, Dennis Lee. I don't know if Dennis must be busy with something, but did we lose Dennis? I'm, um, he's <laughs> muted. Um, but I, one thing I will say, Donald Wayne, that you know, I think to like clear up confusion about this, like COVID vaccine. I think what they need to be calling it a COVID shot instead, because because the difference between a, a vaccine and a shot is a vaccine is a one time and you're done, similar to the polio vaccine, which is basically been mostly, if not entirely, eradicated. And right. a shot, like, think about, like, how you'd get the flu shot annually and, and get a pneumonia shot every five years. Th those have to be updated, like, every year or every few years. But, but we're finding with COVID that, that the, the Moderna and Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson, you're, you're having to get multiple shots and, then, and the possibility of having to have it updated, like, every year, like, the flu shot. That, that, that's why they should be calling it the flu shot instead of a COVID, excuse me, a COVID shot instead of COVID vaccine. Yeah, that's, that's a valid point, Eric. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, and, and again, in the scheme of things, the reason I went on the site and looked at it was just to see well, how and, much. And this was an interesting story too. You're talking yeah, about. It's just, uh, I wanted to see how much difference it should make. I mean, in mm -hmm. one hand, I don't see that it should be a big issue. But then again, if you had a site in Seattle, Washington, that said only white people could sign up. And if you were black and you tried to sign up, they pushed you onto a waiting list. You know that it would be all over the news across the mm -hmm. country. So I think that's why the, the radio station was looking into that and, and, and did this article. Uh, again, that, that sounds like the, some good investigative journalism. Right? Yeah. And, and it, in the scheme of things, it, it probably doesn't keep anybody from getting uh, a shot. But, you know, if it's going to be an issue for anybody, it should be an issue for everybody. So that's right. I think that was the point Jason had on that. Dennis, what happened to you, man? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do it. Mm, the but that's a good point, Eric. I, I I don't know why they don't call it a shot now, especially now that they come back and said, even, you know, I got the two vax, uh, vaccination, the two shots. And now they're saying, well, there's a pretty good chance that you're going to have to start doing this every year. So, um, which, you know, I didn't have any really side effects to it. So I, I, I won't mind it anymore. And I mind getting that silly flu shot. Yeah. You know, uh, just brought up something there, you know, um, uh, I think to clar clarify it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Did y'all already uh, go over that? Was it four? 
polio shot? I mean, I don't remember. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Um, um, uh, of course, you have to remember. MMR. I've, I've got that vaccination in ancient times. It may have been a different. Uh, well, and and I know y'all are both probably at <clears throat> that certain age where y'all remember getting that smallpox vaccine, and your arm would probably still have that um, that scar on it. Well, we we still get. Uh, I did get some kind of a booster shot for one of those. I don't know if it was chicken pox or measles or something of uh, last year. Um, And I'm like, what? (laughs) He said, oh, yeah. 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 You know, you're you're still here. So you you probably should get this booster shot. Okay. (laughs) You're still here. Yeah, I'm still. (laughs) Like I'm still in your office? Uh, (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Well, now, you know, when I go in every year, it's, oh, you're still here. You're still here. Yeah. 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 Here, go ahead and take some more money out of me. Uh, yeah. Jeez. Well, what uh, I love about it now is, you know, at, at my age and when I go, you, they have this thing, this disclaimer that you have to read. And I know it's not probably all that interesting to everybody, but quickly now they say you cannot ask if you ask the doctor any questions that are not part of what they consider to be your annual physical, then they're going to charge you for it. So now what? I guess I get charged per question. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't ask him anything. Doctor, uh, I got this problem. Uh, yeah. Uh, Could you take a look at this? Because it's, <laughs> it's well, swollen I and I just. People say sense. they've never seen it before. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> uh, Wait a minute. That don't sound right at all. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like a scam and a ripoff. <laughs> uh, I, you know, it's probably because a lot of people use their annual annual physicals because most of the time they're covered by insurance companies, um, and I guess a lot of people go in there and try to get other stuff, you know, taken care of that uh, well, aren't part you, of that. You never ask the doctor, "What do you think we can get crammed in here on this visit when you go see him?" That's probably not a good question to ask. You're no, right. I always I always do this. If I if I have the physical, I go and get the physical. If I need something else taken care of, I make a second appointment. I ain't that get stupid. Physical, <laughs> physical. You're, you're right, no, Jess. I think now physical. that you've brought that up, that it was a tetanus that I had to uh, to get a booster on. So yeah, that's what it was. I'm still waiting on my tetanus shot. The pharmacy hasn't got it in because. Uh, Something they come out of Texas and they had that nasty well, storm. Uh, they lost everything and uh, yeah, lost a storm. Everything. What storm? They had another the, one? the snowstorm. The, the they talking no, about when they the lost, one from months they, ago. Months ago, when they lost their electric, it destroyed yeah, well, all the medicine. Oh that, oh, that bad, that bad winter storm they had. Yeah. So that that's the only place the tetanus shots come out of is Texas. Um, <laughs> uh, the uh, one that I need, yes. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah, I hate that. Well, just be uh, careful. Don't uh, cut yourself on anything rusty. Yeah. Uh, if you can help it. Um, <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, yeah, there's an article that uh, came out of Politico, which I don't I don't always agree with everything they have. Um, I like them less and less. Uh, Senate passes anti-Asian American hate crime bill. Um so this is by Nicholas Wu. Uh, the Senate on Thursday passed an anti-hate crime bill aimed at addressing a surge in attacks 
on Asian Americans amid the COVID-19 pandemic. I would like to see the numbers on that as well. Uh, we may have to, I may have to dig in further on that one. Uh, the measure which would create a Justice Department position focusing on the issue and beef up state and local hate crime reporting soared through the chamber by a 94 to 1 vote. Senator Josh Hawley, a uh, uh, Republican out of Missouri, was the only one to vote against the bill. Uh, a series of Republican-led amendments, such as one from Senator Mike Lee out of Utah, a Republican requiring a report on religious freedom during the pandemic, were all voted down. Passing the bill sent a solid message of solidarity that the Senate will not be a bystander to anti-Asian violence surges in our country, said Senator Mazzy Hirono of out of Hawaii, the bill's lead Senate sponsor. <clears throat> Senator Tammy Duckworth out of Illinois, one of the two Asian Americans in the Senate, along with Hirono, recounted how her elderly mother had been harassed at the grocery store while trying to buy grapes because of her heritage and told reporters, this bill will allow me to go home to my mom and say we did something. Um, this passage marks a moment of bipartisanship on an issue that sparked broad public concern and warded off a potential Republican filibuster. Senate Republicans had originally expressed concerns about the need for the legislation, but both sides negotiated amendments on to the final bill to address Republicans' hesitation. Senator Susan Collins and Hirono struck a compromise on the bill's language. Collins and other Republicans had raised concerns that the original text too narrowly defined the types of hate crimes addressed. Another measure from Senator Jerry Morgan uh, out of Kansas and Richard Blumenthal. Moran. Um, Moran? Oh, okay, yeah. What did I say? Moron? Uh, or Morgan. Oh, uh, Morgan. I had to correct you there. Um, I appreciate that. Um, which included grants for state and local governments to improve their reporting systems was incorporated into the bill, along with language from Senator Raphael Warnock out of Georgia. Acknowledging the victims of mass shootings in Atlanta, of which six were Asian American women. Republicans had earlier voiced concerns that the original legislation was intended to score political points against the GOP or was unnecessarily given existing uh, hate crimes legislation. <clears throat> and disagreements over the amendment process to the legislation had delayed the progress on the bill's final passage. But uh, Senator leaders, uh, Senate leaders ultimately reached a deal to allow three Republican-led amendments to the legislation, all of which were voted down on a party-line basis. Um, goes on to say, one amendment from Senator Ted Cruz and John Kennedy waded into the debate over the use of race in college admissions and would have barred discrimination against Asian Americans in higher education. Hirono, in response, noted racial discrimination was already prohibited by law and called it a transparent and cynical attack on diversity policies in higher education. <clears throat> but the final changes to the bill satisfied many Senate Republicans, including Collins, who said the bill's provisions would improve data collection on hate crimes, many of which she said go unreported. Without data, it's difficult to investigate and prosecute, Collins said. Um, 
Advocates uh, hailed the bill's passage. Advancing Justice AAJC said the bill would provide much-needed support for individuals and communities impacted by hate and discrimination. The National Council of Asian Pacific Americans, a coalition of a coalition of advocacy groups, said the legislation took important steps towards making long overdue improvements to government's response to hate crimes, though the group also urged solutions to violence outside of law enforcement. Um, asked about the concern, Hirono said the legislation was meant to help the government make informed decisions. We're not going to change people's hearts and minds. There are cultural issues or uh, attitudinal issues, she said, of the rise in bias. Many Democrats and Asian Americans advocates had laid the blame for the increase in attacks at the feet of former President Donald Trump and other Republicans who they said had inflamed xenophobic attitudes by using terms like China virus. I mean, really. The final legislation, however, does not even mention Trump. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer called the vote Proof the Senate uh, can work to solve important issues, even if if given the opportunity and said he looked forward to future bipartisan cooperation on other legislation. I bet he does. Yeah, the hate crime, yeah, right. The hate crime bill, a relatively modest piece of legislation, would be Congress's first substantive, uh, substantive piece of of legislation addressing a rise in biased crime against Asian Americans if it is signed into law. According to a recent survey from the Pew Research Center, about a third of Asian American adults fear attacks on them, a higher proportion than other ethnic groups, and 81% of Asian American adults said violence against them was increasing compared to a little over half of all American adults. It now heads back to the House, which is likely to take up the legislation. Um, and look, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from this bill, but let them do a bill like that for, um, like they did down in Florida, to protect um, small to protect businesses and individuals that live in a certain community where there there are violent riots that take place. I mean, if we're going to if we're going to start doling these things out and i mean people should be protected then uh let's get everybody protected you know so they shouldn't what i'm getting at is they shouldn't pitch a fit and and label you know individuals racist for wanting to do an anti-riot bill um down and a riot law down in florida when they're just trying to protect small businesses and citizens at the same time. And isn't that what something like this is meant to protect a certain group of Americans and their businesses? So, so, you know, wasn't it, uh, several years ago when we had the, wasn't it called the Asian flu or the bird flu or, <clears throat> or both? You remember yeah, that? Some, yeah. I remember that. And then there was I, H1N1. I don't think that we had, uh, had uh, reports of attacks on Asians in this country, you know, when that, that, uh, if Trump, you know, if it had been any other president that said the China virus <clears throat> or anything like that, then it probably would have been totally different and would have been a non issue, you know. So, 
I mean, you know, for, it, hmm? go ahead. It's not like there was a call to, and I can get it where ignorant people would have gone out and, and harassed Asians like that because they don't have any common sense and they weren't raised right. So you now those individuals need to be dealt with. So, um, but you know, it's, it's, they, it's, they can full well go and, and make a law to, to uh, to get individuals protected. I mean, it's within you know their power to do so. Eric, what's that? You there? I'm still here. Uh, Brandon wants Brandon wants to call in. Are you familiar with Brandon? I think Brandon. I've I've seen him on um, shows like like Lady Me's podcast and Chris Unplugged and and a few other places. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, yeah, Eric, was, I have no idea on that one, Donald Wayne. So, <clears throat> advice, Eric? Eric, are you vouching? I mean, it, 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 I mean, it's up to y'all if y'all want to accept the call, but the rule is, is you know, no, no, no profanities allowed. Yeah, and no profanity, that, Brandon. And, you know, and it's got to stay on topic and, and, and it's got to stay civilized. Right. Hello, Brandon. Right. Welcome to Tri's Talk. You there? Brandon, Hello? can you hear us? Hello. Uh, I think I heard you say hello. Brandon? Hello. hello. Yes. Yeah, we can hear you. All right. No profanity on topic. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're not an explicit podcast, but yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Welcome to the thanks show. Thanks for calling in. Uh, thanks for having me. So my, my point would be to kind uh, of counter what you said earlier about uh, people taking Trump's words to heart and uh, acting inappropriately towards Asian Americans. Right. My argument would be that I think as a president, I think Trump should have known at that point that he had supporters that would have acted that way, whether he was inciting it or not. I think he should have recognized that there are people that would have behaved that way by him saying the China virus. Yeah, I get where you're coming from on that. So he should have, he should have, you know, stepped back and, and, and said something to that effect. But I don't know if he, I don't remember if he did or did not. Um, I know not he continues to call it the it, China virus. He should have known that was going yeah. to happen. Right, right. No, I can I can see your your point of view on that. Well, yeah. like like we just brought up a minute ago, Brandon. I mean, there was I don't remember how many years ago it was with the Asian flu. Uh, I don't, was it called the Asian flu and then bird flu or I or think it was H one. I think it was, it was called H one N one. Well, some people did refer to it as Asian flu, but anyway, um, Sarah's H one N one was the uh, West Nile, I think. Oh, oh yeah, no, that, right, that was right. swine flu. Um, what, was West Nile is completely flu. different. Uh, so many. Well, I can't keep up with them. What? Yeah, I wasn't. I just remember that being that terminology used before Trump ever became president at another time. And and right. it wasn't an issue. So I think we, like we Dennis Lee said, it's a different world now than it was. Right. Now. And 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 yeah. everything that Trump said was was taking to the to the worst anyway but you know we we've said on here before brandon that uh there are a number of things that we wish donald trump had said differently or not said at all but um, right it's you know yeah. that was part of his package and 
I, you know, I would have supported him if he didn't say things that I felt were inappropriate. Yeah, the atmosphere, the atmosphere, um, especially last year, was very volatile. So anything, um, you know, if it was just slightly inappropriate, it would have been magnified a million times anyway, just right. because of, you know, just uh, the instability uh, of of everything last year. So I, yeah, I get where you're where you're coming from. Those kind of I things. Mean, as, like, as a Canadian, too. to watch his rise as like watching like the Republican debates a year before he got elected, and he was like the bully on the stage, Lion Ted, Little Marco, like making yeah, like, and, school, and that's what we was, bully jabs at everyone, and everyone like, well, and, was there, like and, as a laugh, and, and, and he ended up winning. And well, that's what we always said that um, who he was when he ran for election and when he was president is who he had been all of his life. So it's not like he changed overnight. Um, if anybody had looked into his past, I mean, he's always been the same person. So he's I, been. I, in that. I vehemently disagree with anyone who says that Trump was elected because people didn't want a woman president. I never re- actually heard that. Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 either. I know. I'm people, fixing to have to drop, didn't... y'all. Do what? Um, I'm uh. fixing to probably have to drop because it looks like slightly show just went live. Oh, okay. okay. All right. But well, um, but I certainly encourage friends to check out um, the the slightly serious show, the John DeVito show, Cummings's Culture, as well as to come back to try to talk on Sunday night and the Old Man's Podcast, and then Ralph William and a few other great friends. All right. Well, tell slightly we said hello. Thanks, Eric. All right. Um, and talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Eric. Um, to your, I don't think she lost because she was a woman. I think she lost because of her last name. Oh yeah, um, well, she lost because of her history too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, she was she was not well liked. Um, she really they never should have put her in for the running in the first place. If that's the best they had, then. They were destined to lose. So. I mean, just a lot of people just did not like not only her personality, but uh, the things that she stood for. I mean, and, and there's a lot of opinions about why Trump won. The, the most prominent one that I've heard and I tend to agree with is a lot of people and good heavens. <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot of people were just fed up in this country, especially conservatives and Republicans that even our own Republican, uh, candidates that we vote for and put in office, uh, hang on a second, I'm, what is I'm this? Okay, but from the outside looking in, I think yeah, Bernie I, Sanders energized a lot of young voters. And once he kind of got forced out and they made Clinton the candidate, I think those young people decided just not to even bother coming out to vote. Yeah, yeah but- the only problem I had with uh, Bernie Sanders, well, one of the biggest problems I had with Bernie Sanders, he was just far too socialist, uh, involved in the socialist movement. Um, you know, I just don't believe the government should have that much involvement in our lives. And I, I, I didn't like the picture that he was painting. Right. Oh. And 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 the giveaway, everything kind of stuff. But it, it all 
it all goes back to what you believe in and, and what issues are important right. to you. And for conservatives, we were just tired of being lied to. We were tired of uh, electing people and then they never fixed immigration. They never, never really fixed much of anything. And uh, I feel like I'm, I'm not American, obviously, but I feel like it's almost like I consider myself socially liberal and mm-hmm. fiscally conservative. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like today in today's world, I'm like alienating myself from both sides instead of just right. taking my middle stance with the way I feel. Well, well, yeah, and that's a, we try to do a lot of that here. I mean, I try to stay. I find myself more of more closer to the middle, but farther to the right um, of the left. But I, you know, there was even a few things um, that Bernie ran on that I was okay with, but the majority of what he had to offer, I didn't want to subscribe to. But that was my own individual choice. He was more similar to Trump than anyone on the left would like to admit. He was what? I'm sorry. What was that? I said he was more similar to Trump than liberals would like to admit. Uh, well, we can agree to disagree on that. I didn't. I didn't see that. You'd have I to mean, go I, I, it, it they, were, they were both running on the government is not working for you. I'm the difference. I'm the change. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I got you. I got you there. But then he was still offering socialist solutions. So, um, and then <clears throat> that's what I got out of Trump. I didn't like his tactics. Um, I didn't like the fact that he tweeted. I didn't think it was very presidential. But I did. Um, I was willing to take a chance at that point with what what we had and what we were looking forward to. That he was the better, the lesser of the two evils, and we would have a chance to improve our economy improve our military stance to protect the country because there's only a couple of, you know, things that the government's supposed to do for us anyway. And then the States are supposed to do the rest. So I felt that he was going to take, you know, take more of the government out of it and, and, and do what, you know, we were, we expected the government to do in the first place. My opinion from the outside looking in was that in 08 and in 12, uh-huh. A lot of people believed in Obama as like he's going to change things because he ran on change. Yep. And I feel like but, things didn't change that much, I think. Exactly. He was Ex- right. He, he was right. our last hope for change. Now we just we need to go to the next extreme. Well yeah, <laughs> you know, if he if I hate it that that was his his legacy, but that's the way it ended up. And then um now I feel, you know, that's what I feel like I, 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 with Biden is just an extension of what that was. So I don't know. Like we were talking about before, uh, not on this, this particular podcast, but I hope it does end up good for the sake of our country and the sake of our citizens. I hope there are some more good things he does than bad. But right now, the writing on the wall is not good. Um, I think that's a problem. A lot of people were hoping that Trump failed. A lot of liberals were hoping that Trump fails, and I think a lot of conservatives are probably hoping that Biden fails. Right, and and but you know, for me as, as someone who loves my country and, and 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 you know wants people to do well, and and really us to get along, but not subscribe to some of these 
extreme views, um, I hope there is good that comes out of it. But that's that's up to the administration. And so far, your media that we get in Canada tells us that you guys all hate each other and there's no getting along. And see, that's that's what well, bothers me because the media, the media, the media is the one that puts that out there, and I I can only imagine what we look like to Canada, what we I mean, what we look like to every other country in the world. We basically um, get the impression looking, you guys are on the verge of civil war two every day. Well, yeah, we and you know what, Brandon, we get that impression too. We get well, that impression, and the media moves the narrative on that, and that's why you know I I get to where I don't even like to listen to, um, to to the to the big media because they're pushing a lot of these um, a lot a lot of this propaganda. And uh, anything that they can latch on to that uh, will sell and get them ratings, they're pushing on. They're, they're, they're pushing it on to, the, to people who aren't that informed. And they're taking mm-hmm. it as the truth instead of digging in and seeing what is really the truth. I feel like we have the advantage of Canada if you guys don't care about our politics. But for us here, your politics is like a reality show to us. Oh, and I can only imagine. I mean, it's embarrassing. Honestly, it is. It's very embarrassing how I feel that not just over, over you know, over this short period of Biden, but how we've how we've looked uh, with everything going on for the past four years. You know, nothing but uh, impeachment trial after impeachment trial, and then everything that happened last year when we're going through the middle of the pandemic, and everybody's tearing each other apart instead of coming together and trying to figure out how we can solve this and fix our economy that has been damaged through having to shelter in place. But that, see, that's I one see more it. example of something he said that was very, whether you want to take it out of contest or not, when he said on, on the stage, I told my people slow the testing down. That's a sound bite that they're going to use over and over again. I, I couldn't hear that. What did, well, I'm sorry. What did you, you say? Th- sorry, Brandon. When, when Trump gave that speech, he said the uh, the positive cases keep going up. So I told my people, slow the testing down, please. Oh, you mean that? Well, they'll, they'll, they'll isolate that and play it over and over again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, th- the thing for me, I mean, the media sucks in this country, uh, but then it's their opinion. And, and I think there's an agenda for the majority of the media. Um, I judge things by people I come in contact with every day. Uh, and, you know, I'm self-employed. I have a small business and I have a lot of customers that I interact with. And, you know, it's a different world when you're out there away from the media and away from the probably the inner cities where a lot of the stuff goes on that you see on the news. And to me, uh, even though, you know, I don't get into political discussions with my customers because I like to keep them as customers, but a lot of them will indicate to me their feelings about certain things that are going on. And, and uh, you know, we don't hate each other in this country. In my opinion, 
based on my interaction with you know a lot of people do you subscribe to the michael jordan quote where uh he said republicans buy sneakers too michael jordan well he said what republicans buy sneakers too I mean, yeah, as to why he didn't speak out against certain things. And he's like, well, Republicans buy sneakers too. But see, everybody has an opinion in this country. I mean, right. and it doesn't, doesn't make you bad. If you disagree with somebody, it doesn't make us bad because we have differences of opinion about how this country should be run. Um, historically conservatives and Republicans are for less government interference in our lives uh, at least less federal government interference in our lives. And Democrats, you know, would like for the government to pretty much take care of you from cradle to grave. And um, like that conversation is more black and white when it comes to like fiscal issues. But socially, it's a lot of gray. But right. there, there are areas we agree. And uh, it just gets clouded over because they, they recycle this garbage that, that they've been doing ever since Trump came into office, even when Obama was there, it started getting nasty. Um, and we've said this, or I've said this before on, on Trice talk. I mean, back when Obama was elected, um, if you said anything against the Obama administration, or if you didn't like the fact that Obama got elected because he's a Democrat and you wanted a Republican president, then you were a racist. It started getting ugly back then that was the excuse if you didn't agree with the left on a lot of things but uh as far as then huh sorry object there was there was trump in in 08 but produce the birth certificate produce the birth he was born in kenya like that yeah i mean racist ideology right our our yeah i mean again there was a lot of things said that you know, a lot of us wish it hadn't been said. Uh, what what I, I have like, to judge I, I it like on. The big problem is that is what a lot of people judge Republicans but, on. But here's the flip side of that, in my opinion. It's only my opinion. Is uh, the opposite of Trump is is what we've had for a number of years. People that we elect and they never get anything done and they tell us what they're going to do. And then when it comes election time again, they say, well, if you'll just send me back, I'll get immigration fixed. I'll get taxes fixed. And, you know, I, I think that, it, go I ahead. Think people voted for Trump as non-government and then realized how bad that can end up. But well, well it, it was it was good until it started it really really honestly brandon i mean yeah there were things that were imperfect and we you know i personally hated the fact that he tweeted every second of the day i just thought that was the most unpresidential thing that you could do um but things that were getting done in the administration up until the pandemic hit our our economy had been the best it has been in some in some time you know, there wasn't a problem. You know, our, our, our unemployment rate was down uh, at some of its lowest points that it had been in. Um, we were getting things taken care of. And, you know, some of the things that didn't need to be in place were, or uh, we're getting, we're getting, uh, we're getting, you know, we're getting cleaned up. 
And that's what we'd hope would take place because not only one person can do it, it's the whole administration. So it's not just the president, you know, it's, it's the administration that goes along with it. But then slowly everything started to unravel when the pandemic hit. You know, you go back and you look and people may, you know, say they have a good or bad opinion of George Bush when he was president, but he got hit with 9-11 and then the wheels started coming off. Right. Well, you know, um, Donald Trump, you know, gets hit with the uh, COVID-19 and we're not prepared for it as a country. So everybody's starting to do the blame game of who's at fault. And when this was, this actually came up during, and not not pinning it on Obama either, but it came up during his presidency that look, you know, we need to get prepared for this. And still, nobody put things in place to where we were prepared to take care of anything of this nature when it happened. And it, it's an unfortunate series of circumstances. And then you pin people up and shelter them in place for months on end and they don't have jobs to go to, they're on unemployment, they don't know how they're going to pay their bills, and then all you have when you're at home every day, you have social media, and you have the major news outlets. That's all you have is telling you what's going on, and you're already in in this state of isolation. Yeah, people started getting pissed off left and right, and these things that would happen that were isolated incidents although they were travesties inflamed everyone and and it just it just snowballed and snowballed and snowballed and things could have been handled differently and should have but they weren't um and 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 like you said i can only imagine what we look like as a country and I, and i'm 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 ashamed of it you know cuz you're right we don't hear i don't go around and hear anything about you don't look on any of the news outlets and see anything like this going on in any other country. Nobody spends any time on the news about it. You hear things going on about different countries here and there, but nothing to this degree. You're right. It must, it must be like a reality show. I know one of the worst kinds, you know, pop some popcorn. Let's get in front of the TV and see what's going on in America again. Um, it's, it's, it's bad. And we know it. But it's going to take everybody to fix it, and everybody's not at the same table right now. But just know, got, Brandon, that got to get them there. That, in my opinion, what you hear on the news that doesn't represent the majority of Americans. Majority of Americans do care about each other and care about this country and care about things, uh, the values that are associated with. The United States and uh, but the politicians have drugged this into the mud and the media for whatever reason how in the world our media got so liberal is uh, I, I remember when it wasn't but it must be must be to their advantage somehow yeah. so uh, you know there's there's this there's a, a bunch of great people in this country that uh are a lot different than what you see on the news. And um, I know it because I know a lot of them. So, all right. Um, we appreciate, appreciate you calling in, Brandon. We, yeah, we got to get to some other stuff in there. And I don't, 
uh, yeah, we'd love to have you call in anytime. Uh, we might uh, we might almost have to. Are we going to make the the uh, history and and uh, national and the calendar day? To, are we going to have time for all that, Donald Wayne? Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> I don't know, Todd. Uh, yeah, I just don't know. Let me see here. <laughs> I guess we could. Um... I don't know, Margo. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I don't have, actually, you know, don't really. I was, I was trying to look and see if there's anything really exciting on the, this day. I mean, this national calendar days. Uh, they've been kind of. Uh, oh, there's mediocre. not a lot exciting on this day in history either. So, I mean. We, All right. Well, let's we just stay to, on our stories then. Yeah. If we have to do this, an impromptu edition of Trice Talk tonight. <laughs> uh, but really, we appreciate And that's what we encourage people to call in because. We need to hear from all sides. It's not just it's not just one side's right and the other one's wrong. It's yeah, we're not going to tell everyone. you that you're wrong. Just yeah, we value opinions, right? Uh, even though we, we have all, our own. Exactly, we don't all have to subscribe to the same opinion or the same views. But it's good to hear everyone's views. So, thank you, Brandon. I I can imagine if I had to. Uh, make an opinion about the United States based on the garbage that, that you see on the nightly news or the daily news or the 24 hour news. Well, I ask people, you know, I, I've met some, uh, some work, some people that I, I deal with out in the field, uh, that are from, you know, from Scotland, Ireland, uh, from the UK, you know, what do people think of us over here? And they're like, Oh, bloke, I think you're damn nutty. You know, but, uh, He's like, then I remind him, you know, look at their own problems there, you know, because every place has their issues. We just well, don't hear about it here. Ireland, isn't uh, Ireland having problems again? The IRA is, I mean, I, I thought there was some uh, uh, rioting going on in Ireland. I, I have not heard that? I heard that. No, I've not heard that. Um, See, we I don't hear a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. We're too busy uh, wrapped up in our own, you know, very narcissistic. Oh, I know it doesn't. You have, have. To, <laughs> yeah, you have to find it on on some some obscure uh, site because they're so busy. Of course, they don't have Trump to talk about anymore, really. But uh, yeah, it's well. Maybe we need to throw that in there. Maybe a world news segment. You know, I mean, we'll, well take some pieces from around the rest of the world and throw that out there get people to, to take a look at uh, what's going on everywhere else too. Right. I mean, not to say, not to say that uh, we don't have enough in our own backyard to worry about, but uh, yeah, sometimes it helps, wanna... helps to know that actually, you know, the world is full of uh, different uh, people with different views and, uh, and there's, there's fighting and stuff going on in other places. Yeah, they might know. They might want to know what's going on in Paraguay. I don't know. So. Paraguay, Paraguay. Wow. <laughs> That's what is this, about the size of Rhode Island. Could be. It's not the size that counts, Donald. It's it's the noise it makes. That's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, if we're going to skip to the loo past that, um, 
where am I? I I'm, you know, how it goes for me when, uh, <laughs> when disruption. we get, when we have those detours. Oh, um, yeah. All right. Okay. So let's go to, um, well, I can, I can, I can just tell you what the national calendar days are. I'm not even talking about it. You don't have to play music or anything. Okay. Well, let's go straight into it, sir. National Cherry Cheesecake Day uh, is today, Thursday. Really? I mean, uh, Friday, uh, April the 23rd. Oh, it is Friday, isn't it? it yeah, it is Friday. now. National Cherry Cheesecake. I love cherry cheesecake. Uh, I, I do like cherries, yes. National Lost Dogs Awareness Day is today. Um, you know, that's that's a good thing to make you aware of uh, securing your dog. And oh, yes. uh, National Picnic Day, uh, National Take a Chance Day. And I'm not quite sure what that's about, but, uh, you know, I feel like I take a chance every day when I get up. And it's also National Talk Like Shakespeare Day, and I couldn't have done that anyway. So, um, <laughs> oh, it's also National Day of Silence. So, oh, um, well, well, so we're not going to practice I guess, that. No, we're not going to practice that. <laughs> that would, we just have to sign off right now. All right, right, so those are the National Calendar Days for Friday, April the 23rd. And if you want to look that up, there, there's a website for National Calendar Days. tells yes, you all about them. And what to do to them so, wisely. Yes. yes. It tells you what to buy, what to wear, how mm -hmm. to speak. Oh, where to put it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so with that, the next thing is California foster parents asked to take in a, unaccompanied minors from Central America. I uh, found this on Epic Times. I think you use Epic Times every once in a while, don't you, Dennis Lee? I've been known to. Yeah, I've been known to that and other things. Uh, yes. This one's by Charlotte Cutherberson, and it was posted, yes, uh, it was actually posted, uh, I believe, on Wednesday. But it says foster parents in California are being asked if they can take in unaccompanied Central American children who have recently crossed the southern border. Automated emails and phone calls from the state's community care licensing division the CCLD have asked foster parents if they can take anywhere from one to 26 or more children. Now, when I read that, I thought like, surely they're not asking one family to take 26. So I'm not quite sure, but that's, that's what it had in the article, one to 26 children. Hmm. Um, so Travis and Charlotte call, they received a voice message and then a follow-up email in mid March with the request at first, it was just strange, Travis Call told the Epic Times. He thought it was a mistake until Deandra Causey, a friend and also a foster parent, confirmed with her agency that it was a request to foster unaccompanied minors who had recently crossed the border illegally. Um, and, of course, they're already foster parents. Uh, we were outraged. They were literally going to use the foster system to facilitate human trafficking, he said. Uh, Causey's agency sent her a confirmation email stating that the CCLD is trying to address the ne address the needs of a record number of unaccompanied children who are arriving from Central America who are escaping impossible situations such as poverty, violence, and natural disasters. 
the email which the Epic Times obtained adds that the agency will compile a list of its families and hopes to partner with the California Department of Social Services. Unaccompanied minors, children under 18 who cross the border without a parent or guardian, have traditionally fallen under the purview of the Department of Health and Human Services uh, after they're processed by the Border Patrol, which uh, I don't think they're even processed the same now. During the influxes of unaccompanied minors, HHS has operated as a proxy foster system charged with placing children with a parent or sponsor in the United States, most often a parent or close family relative who already is in the country illegally. On April the 10th, the Epic Times talked to two boys from Honduras who had just crossed the U.S.-Mexico uh, border in La Jolla, Texas. One said he was 17, the other 13. They said their father was in South Carolina. Another group included a girl, 16, and two boys, 14 and 7. They said they were from Honduras and their father was in Houston, Texas. Parents living here will hire a criminal organization to bring their child into the country, former acting ICE director Tom Homan said. He criticized the Biden administration for facilitating 18,000 family separations in March by dismantling the border security measures. The number of unaccompanied minors crossing the border illegally hit a record monthly high in March with 18,663 children apprehended by the Border Patrol, more than double that of February. April is projected to be even higher. We know 31% of women had been assaulted making that trip. We know children have been assaulted. We know there's children in the hands of criminal cartels. We know what happens to them, and it's just a travesty, Homan said. By law, unaccompanied minors can't be returned to their home country unless they're Mexican or Canadian nationals from contiguous countries. The foster system, however, has usually been reserved for American children who are in dire circumstances and don't have a parent to look after them. That's why they're here, because they're in trouble situations, Travis's wife, Sharla Call, told the Epic Times. They're sitting in a home being neglected. Perhaps they're in a home with domestic violence. Perhaps they're in a home with drug abuse. She said foster parents are being placed between a rock and a hard place because there are currently 30,000 American children in the Los Angeles County foster system waiting for placement. We have children that are in horrible conditions right here, right here in our own neighborhood, she said. Someone loses a bed and it's not fair. The majority of unaccompanied minors in the United States are between the ages of 12 and 17, which is the most difficult age group for finding foster care placement. The California Department of Social Services said it sent out the initial survey to licensed children's residential facilities in response to a request from HHS. The department declined to respond to Epic Times' query about how many Central American minors it's trying to place in foster care. The calls both said they believe they're being They'd be fueling the human trafficking trade if they participate in this new initiative of HHS. Do I want to help them? Yes. But I want to know why they're really here. I find it hard to believe that someone didn't traffic them here. There's no way that all these kids came voluntarily. 
I can't fathom that. Not in the world that we live in. Not when human trafficking is a hundred and fifty plus billion dollar industry a year. Once an unaccompanied minor is placed into the foster system, they're automatically on a fast track to citizenship through a special immigrant juvenile status. The SIJ status provides a green card to individuals and entities, oh, entity, entitles them to qualify for state-sponsored programs, financial aid, transitional housing, and other supportive programs. If you're going to have the American people and their tax dollars supporting these children, then we need to deserve, we deserve to know the plan. We deserve to know, are you throwing them into the special immigration status? Is that your goal? Show me the plan and we'll, we will do it because we are a great country or, and we are a great people and we do care, but we deserve to know exactly what's happening. Currently, the administration is, sending, is spending at least $60 million per week on detaining more than 20,000 unaccompanied minors. $60 million a week? The calls who are currently fostering four-month-old twins also run a nonprofit organization, Goods for Hope, that fights human trafficking. They're asking us to participate in the very thing that we're fighting against, Travis Call said. American citizens need to call their congressmen and senators and tell them they don't want their money going to human trafficking. So if these kids are placed in foster care in in this country, then they automatically get a fast track to become American citizens. Wonder if there's a, a method to the madness on that, Dennis Lee. Hmm. I don't know. So with 30,000 kids in, in, um, already in Los Angeles that, that are waiting to be placed into foster care homes, they're, the government's stepping in and putting these kids in, in the front of the line. So that's what I take away from that. Well, I mean, anything that involves the government is just going to be a cluster. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, Washington Examiner uh, has a article out about the crimes Biden and Harris politicized, say everything about the ones they choose to ignore. The, this is by Tiana Lowe. Um, so it goes off to say that some three miles from the White House, two teenage girls killed Uber Eats driver Mohammed Anwar while in the process of carjacking the Pakistanis immigrant with a taser just last month. Such a murder by children too young to drive legally would be shocking enough any time, but amid a visible uptick in violent crime against Asian Americans and especially senior citizens, Anwar's death was all the more shocking. But neither President Joe Biden nor President or nor Vice President Kamala Harris made any mention of the matter despite their previous lip service towards solidarity with Asian Americans. This choice seems all the more baffling given the killings they have chosen to weigh in on. Prior to the verdict in the case of Derek Chauvin, Biden made the baffling decision to publicly proclaim that a guilty verdict 
would be the right one, even after the judge in the trial warned elected officials not to make such proclamations and give the defense grounds for a mistrial. Now the White House has chimed in on the death of Micaiah Bryant in Columbus, Ohio. Bryant was killed by a cop as she, based on available body cam footage, tried to stab another girl with a massive knife. The shooting appeared so clearly justified that even CNN's Chris Cuomo defended the cop on the grounds that the taser wouldn't have been effective, given the imminent risk of the other girl's life. Don Lemon agreed that the cop had a duty to protect her, not Bryant. But evidently, that's not how the White House views it. Press Secretary Jen Psaki said (laughs) that the shooting was evidence that police violence disproportionately impacts black and Latino people. Mind you, the cop in question was protecting a black girl. She was a child, Pisaki said, of the shooting, also ignoring that, based on the video, the other girl in question who is still alive because of the shooting was also a child. The case of Chauvin was definitely about police brutality. It was only maybe about, uh, it was only maybe about race. Whereas the men charged with the killing of uh, Ahmaud Arbery had a documented history of overt racism. Chauvin was more of a bad cop to people of all races. But the case of Bryant's killing, based on the evidence at hand, is neither about police brutality nor race. So why is the White House pretending otherwise? For one thing, Biden and Harris don't want to complicate the narrative that helped them win the election. Just as prominent Democrats like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders warned that Chauvin's murder conviction didn't actually constitute justice. Biden and Harris need to act as though racism is an unending and unsolvable problem that requires ever more government power to control, to solve. Cases like Bryant, then, must be misconstrued as racist violence, then an unavoidable tragedy. And cases like Anwar, who was killed by two black girls, must remain unmentioned by the left and their agents in the media. And even more sinister, Biden and Harris must defect from the real issue at hand Why the hell are children trying to stab others to death and tase old folks to steal a car? Answering that question would bring about one of the great problems plaguing tens of millions of parents, namely why kids aren't back in schools that would prevent them from this insanity in the first freaking place. It's very concerning that they pick and choose what they're going to chime in on. And, and, and you can see it. They're going to appeal the Chauvin verdict. And I don't see how that they didn't come to a mistrial because the judge specifically told politicians not to chime in on it, not to sway the jury. And you got the freaking president of the United States already saying that the individual is guilty. Well, if they write it for him, he's going to say it. So, 
Right. But I mean, the whole administration was on the same page. I, you know, it's, it's getting out of hand to what Brandon brought up. We look like idiots, but, but who's making us look that way? The media, right? Well, no, politicians, the media and politicians who do not have our best interest at hand. Yes. And the media is trying to drive up their ratings and I don't care if they're left wing or right wing. If they're, if they're telling, I had, I had the customer tell me the other day, he said, if I tell you a lie, he said, I'll always be honest with you because if I tell you a lie, I'm not giving you the opportunity to make your own decision. I'm making the decision for you. Therefore I have all the control. So if the media is going to freaking lie to us, they're taking away our ability to make our own decision for those who aren't going to dig further in to find out if that's true or not. They're making the decision for us. And that means that they have the control. It's, well, it's just unacceptable. That's kind of the thing that, you know, I, I would probably, I don't know if Brandon's still in here. I saw him say something a minute ago. He's in the chat room, but um, that's part of my perception of what the Democrat party is trying to do is they see themselves as being the people that need to just take care of us. Like I said earlier, cradle to grave, but they want to control everything and, and they want to make it sound like they're going to make it a level playing field for the rest of us in America. Uh, but that's, you know, if, that's not what socialism about. There's going to be, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people that are in the similar plane, but there's still going to be those elite people who have the privileges and have the money and, um, and get to live a different kind of life than, than the peons. And, and that's, that's what you would have with, and that's the direction they're, they're trying to shove everything. We'll tell you how to live, but now we have to do things a little differently because, you know, we're in charge. Right. Uh, Like the, 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 the black lives matter lady who, has three properties to her name. I wonder how much of that money black lives matter has spent in the city of Chicago, uh, trying to do anything about the crime problem there and all the killings I saw. Well, uh, it, hmm? it, I was going to say, that's fine that she has the, the three properties. She can own whatever she wants, but don't be hypocritical and take the money that that is supposed to be used for a certain cause and use it for your own. Yeah, I don't think I, the not, money was not, raised for her yeah. to to live okay. like she's going to live. Um, not in those kind of causes. Uh, you don't normally see. Yeah, you sometimes you'll have rich people start those kind of organizations, but uh, you know, I, there's nothing wrong with success, but you know, you don't do it on the back of, of people that that money's supposed to be helping. How much of well, it actually goes? If you, if you, if you subscribe to the current administration's views, then yes, being successful is, um, is not politically correct. Well, then what is she, if she's not successful, because, uh, that's a lot of money. What would you describe um, that? Just lucky. <laughs> no, maybe that's what she's owed. Oh, okay. All right. 
All right. Don't well, don't even get me started. That's a whole there. different story. Don't there. even get me going. But down there. you know, I I was unfortunate enough to see a couple of clips of the of of those women on the View, and especially oh. the I don't know which one I I used to think uh, Joy Behar was was the, the worst one that I could ever listen to. Um, but this joy Reed that's on that other program, uh, was it the, the talk or the, right. Right. Um, I mean, they're both, uh, joy, but anyway, joy Behar was saying today, why didn't the cop shoot the girl in the leg? You know, the one that had the knife. Why didn't he, why did he have to shoot to kill? Uh, well, you know, and and the, I guess the, the police uh, captain was on today, or or the um, whoever's in charge of the police in that particular city was saying, you know, we teach them to shoot from mass because you know you you can't always guarantee that you can hit somebody in an arm or a leg, and if you miss, then you could hit somebody else that you didn't intend to hit, and there was exactly. a lot of a lot of people. I mean, you'd have to be some kind of marksman to hit somebody moving in the leg or the arm. And, uh, you know, I've seen that video probably 12 times today and watched that knife in in the direction that it was going. Uh, And that guy, literally, he had probably less than, what, 10 seconds by the time he got out of his car and walked up there before it just, it went down. Right. Uh, But, you know. Uh, these people who want to tell cops what they ought to be doing, uh, maybe they ought to do a ride along for, you know, every once in a while and see what these guys go through at night and the decisions they have to make. And then, yeah, the bad ones like, um, you know, the one that was just convicted, those Chauvin, they need, you know, those people need to be weeded out. And they probably, a lot of times we find out later on that those cops had records and they had, I think we've had that in the past where people have moved from one police department to another. And then once they do something bad like that, then they find out, Oh, this guy, you know, he has a history. Why in the hell can't they find that out during the hiring process? But, you know, there's, there's bad people in this world and, and positions they shouldn't be in. But I, I would, I would hate to be in a position. I could never be a cop. I couldn't, I wouldn't want to be in a position where I have to make a life and death decision as quickly as they do sometimes. Yeah. I I wouldn't want to be in that position either. And I would Uh, probably quit if I were a cop right now. I hate to say that, but I don't think that I could, I could continue doing that job in the environment that we're in today. I, I agree with you, Jess. I don't think that he started his day. Um, and that was probably something that uh, will affect him, you know, for for the rest of his life. That he had to shoot someone like that. Um, I, I, uh, well, that's what the but, the police uh, uh, captain said today. He said, "You know, my guys don't get up in the morning and and hope they have an opportunity to go out there and shoot somebody that day. They right. do not. They do not look forward to that. And you know." I've, I've encountered some macho cops in, in my lifetime and, you know, uh, take their job real seriously. And the fact of, 
you know, like the Napoleon complex. But uh, I've also encountered a lot of nice ones and very respectful ones. I've always found that if I treat people with respect, I usually get respect back. Right. And, and, um, and I, I've been stopped a few times, <laughs> but it's always, yes, sir. What, what, what did I do? Right. Wrong? Oh yeah. yeah. I'm definitely not going to be the one. <laughs> need a blood I'm sample. Not, uh, yeah. I need to blow in that breathalyzer or whatever. Uh, it's, right. I, I wouldn't want the job. Yeah. And I saw the tape today of the whole tape of that, that, uh, highway patrolman that was killed in New Mexico. They, sh- right. they sh- showed the whole thing where the guy just, I mean, he just, as soon as he got that, that guy driver got past his cab of his truck, he just pulled that, that, uh, I don't know what he had an AR 15 or, or just an assault rifle and just, just wasted that, that highway yeah. patrolman. It's a mess. There's evil people in this world. Right. And uh, they're not going away anytime soon. No, and but there have been evil people in the world since the beginning of time. Right. We just wish we had a better system of weeding them out before they, you know, hurt other people. That's true. Um. Let me see, Dennis Lee. <laughs> Let's see what <laughs> what was the last thing here for me? Uh, I, this one's fairly quick, and since we don't have Eric here telling me, oh, he's reminding me of what time it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I have tonight is two companies push back against the woke left, and this is from my old buddy Mike Huckabee's Morning Edition. Um, and Huckabee goes on to say, I like the trend I've been seeing recently of companies that were intimidated into kneeling to pressure from the woke left, suddenly developing spines after the majority of their customers started speaking up in opposition. So let's just keep it up. So I I may be able to go buy Coke again. Uh, well, you know, Coca-Cola, say that. (laughs) We shouldn't be promoting drug use on her. You know, I'm from a generation where we could say Coke and that was, you know, that was something Uh, you drank. I swear. I I thought, I thought you said soda. (laughs) Yeah. Coca-Cola. Soda pop. Uh, Anyway. So two heartwarming examples he gave were Simon and Schuster, Schuster, uh, CEO Jonathan Carp, like the fish, was uh-huh. asked by some employees not to publish an upcoming book by former President Mike Pence. Unlike some other noodle spine publishers I could name, he refused. Instead, he wrote a letter to them reminding them of what the job of publishing entails. Uh, uh, the vice president, uh, Jonathan Carp, the CEO, Uh, said in his letter, our role is to find those authors and works that can shed light on our world, regardless of where those authors sit on the ideological spectrum, or if they hold views that run counter to the belief systems held by some of us. We apply a rigorous standard to assure that in acquiring books, we will be bringing into the world works that provide new information or perspectives on events to which we otherwise 
might not have access. The company will, therefore, proceed in our publishing agreement with Vice President Mike Pence. So good for him. Um, I can't imagine in a day, and again, I grew up in a different world, where the employees would tell management what they can and can't do or what they should and shouldn't do. Right. Uh, um, and, and then harass them to the point where they're afraid to, to, you know, go with their conscience. So good for them. Um, and so Mike Huckabee says, and, and so what horrible price will he pay for saying no to his wokester staffers? I predict none other than having to worry about what to do with all the money he'll make from selling a lot of books. As for the employees who complain, they can always find jobs elsewhere. I'm sure there's a long line of unemployed English majors waiting to fill their places if their politics are more important than them, uh, than them getting paychecks. So uh, maybe they could get some of those green jobs that are uh, Biden oh, keeps yeah. talking about, yeah, you know, green new uh, jobs. go out there and install solar panels. Yeah, <laughs> See how right. you like that. Make uh, the, sec- <laughs> the second thing is, um, the backpedaling of Mike Huckabee calls it Woke-a-Cola, W-O-K-E-A-Cola. Uh, Woke-a-Cola is picking up speed with Coke now announcing the resignation of their general counsel, who was aggressively pushing diversity measures, such as threatening to yank Coke's business from law firms that didn't have at least 15% black attorneys. He was replaced by veteran Coke executive and moved to an outside consulting position that is a non-exclusive and expires in one year. I wonder if Coke will renew that deal. In case you might be feeling sorry for the guy who is the general counsel, Bradley Gayton, his reported compensation package in 2020, he joined Coke last September, totaled $4.7 million for last year. And so that's what, September, October, November, December? Gee, that's not a bad little paycheck for four months. Mm-hmm. Um, his new package includes a $4 million sign-on-make-hold payment, whatever the hell that is. Um, he gets that this month, and then an additional $8 million combined in monthly installments between now and the end of his contract. So, um, you know... That's what is that? 12, uh, 16, almost $17 million for less than two years worth of work. It's not a bad paycheck. (laughs) So it looks like Coke is, uh, trying to, uh, readjust their position on that. Uh, you know, they got in trouble because of the, uh, or they took a stance against Georgia because of the, um, new voting bill we passed. A month, last month. Yeah. Well, you know. So I guess I can go buy Coke again. Although I'm kind of enjoying my Dr Pepper right now. Uh, I've tried that. Have you tried the Dr Pepper Zero? I did, and uh, I, I, I bought it at Kroger, and I went back after. I, the only thing they had was the liter bottles or two uh, liter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, have you got it in cans? Yeah, I bought. They got it. They stock it like crazy over off Powder Springs Road. Yeah. Uh, well, see, I. That's out of my territory, but... Um, oh, RC Cola. Oh, man, I hadn't seen one of those in years. Do, do you put nuts in it, uh, BP? 
<laughs> Goobers? <laughs> Goobers? Well, I, have I you ever, a little personal. BP, have you ever you done that? Answer that. I know you've done that, Dennis. <laughs> you you no. put you put Goobers in. And I don't put my cola? nuts in any sodas. Um, <laughs> I just it's, don't. I don't see the. I know. I, I know that's a big deal here in Georgia, though. Putting your, putting your peanuts. I think old Jimmy Carter must have started that. Uh, well, yeah, but putting uh, peanuts we, in a Coke. Uh, they were doing that back in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew that was that was going to be a yeah, that was us. that was a setup, BP. In case you didn't. Yeah. Didn't realize it. Um, yeah, well, we did that in Texas. I mean, years ago. Wow, so yeah, I, ne- I never did that. Uh, yeah, I've I've tried it here and I didn't like it. I get the sweet and salty thing, but I just didn't like it. I don't I don't like my nuts soggy, so that's why I don't like boiled peanuts. Oh, you don't like boiled peanuts? No, I do not. You never sucked a shell? No. Never sucked one, never never crunched one. I just know well, there's no crunch than when they're boiled. Uh, uh, they're good when they're hot, but once they cool off, I don't I don't really like them. Um, I mean, the only know, place I've ever seen them is going up into the mountains. Yeah, I'll go with that uh, BP. I like a moon pie, especially if you put it in the microwave. Are you gonna stick your moon pie in the in the, yeah. in the bottle? Uh, ruins of nuts and ruins of soda. There you go, Jess Stuck. Um, <laughs> no wiser words have been said. So. Okay, um. well, <laughs> to each their own. I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, Donald Wayne, uh, I'll have to take Eric's place on that. We're, we're trickling down to the wire here, sir. You're um, trickling? All right. Well, uh, yeah, if you can, that's some big shoes to fill. Do you think you can handle that? Uh, no, I can't. Um, we'll, uh, you know, we, we will make sure we look, we, we, um, <laughs> we more than appreciate the pod bean family. Make sure to check out, uh, uh, the slightly serious show, the old man podcast, um, doomsday podcast, uh, <laughs> um, the John DeVito show I'm and, laughing at Jess. And, and many others in the Podbean family that Donald Wayne will put on there when he posts the show. So I'll put it on Donald Wayne's back. Yeah, I just um, never put as many as I don't know if he has I, memorized I, or written of, down. I didn't even know there was that many. So that's uh, <laughs> but it's good. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he he does a it's, good job. Oh, but um, yeah, that's all I got on that. Um, so uh, okay, oh yeah. Oh, and that's okay. your oh. part. Oh, now it's my part. <laughs> yeah, everything's so out of place. Um, so yes, if you would like to uh, do the Twitter, then Twitter us at Trust Talk at WG Moon. <laughs> Is that a dance? Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, you know it's kind of like the uh, Huckabuck. Um, email us uh, with suggestions for the show, or you know, um, complaints or. You know, send us pictures. Just keep them clean, please. Um, at tristalk 69 pts at gmail.com. Um, go and follow us on Facebook. Uh, we put a lot of the articles that we use are on Facebook and um, posted on Facebook. And there's, you know, we update the pictures on Facebook and all the um, shows are posted on Facebook as well. And you can find us at tristalk on Facebook. And uh, make sure to follow us on Spotify at Tristalk and Amazon Music at Tristalk. Um, every Sunday, 
Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday um, at 11 p.m. Eastern with mini pods at all the other times in between. And I may say, uh, Donald Wayne, I mean, you know, there's really nothing I can say. You're doing a hell of a job <laughs> with the mini pods. Uh, well, really, you, really doing good. Um, I, I'm actually having fun with them. It's, uh, well, I say fun. I mean, I, I enjoy doing them. Um, well, we, we enjoy you doing them. So keep up the good work, sir. Um, um thank you. Thank you. It, and, and if you like to get weird and explicit, you you know, you've been going all day and you just hadn't been able to say F this, well, you can come <laughs> on over to Tall Tales on the Rabbit Hole and let that out. Uh, we won't hold it against you. Um, where we talk about conspiracies and abductions and, you know, Uranus and other things of that nature. Oh, um, we hadn't said that all night. <laughs> Not but, one, uh, even even BP didn't even <laughs> allude to it tonight. <laughs> no sickos or weirdos, please, or we'll have to ban you for life. But um, Tall Tales on the Rabbit Hole is on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9.30 p.m. or thereabouts um, before Tristock. And we do impromptu shows as well, which we might do a, another musical request show this Friday evening, as I've missed a couple of shows this week. So, but um, look, we, we love you. We appreciate you. We couldn't do it without you. And thank you so much for being here and, and um, being a part of what we do. Yes. Yes. We do appreciate you spending time with us. And uh, thanks to Brandon for calling in tonight and, and chatting with us a little bit and, and Robert earlier. Robert just kind of disappeared, didn't he? Yeah, he's like that. He's very he's elusive. Very, yeah, very, very quiet when he leaves. Yeah, uh, very Idaho like. So, <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh>. well, <laughs> if that gets back to him, I uh, know. Um, closing thought for ten. Oh, I mentioned one other thing quickly. I think, I think I alluded this to you. Um. Be sure and be with us on Sunday night because we're going to be announcing a new contest for May. Be a little bit different than anything we've done so far. So, and the prize will be different. So, if you, yeah, where's where's that thing there? Do I have I have fanfare? <laughs> oh, I thought be that sure. was like glory, whole, uh, glory, That's something. Glory, glory, what? Uh, nothing. nothing. Okay. Um, but yeah, <laughs> check us out on Sunday night when we'll be announcing the details for that upcoming contest. Yes, indeed. Um, and let's see. Yeah. And I'll probably be doing, uh, mini pods tomorrow night and, um, Saturday night as well. Uh, I think I've got one juicy one set up for either tomorrow night or saturday we'll see oh, which yeah. it's it's very controversial so um the closing thought for tonight is it's simple i don't even know who it's from but it says light travels faster than sound this is why some people appear bright until you hear them speak wow you just you just you traveled that? faster than that? uh then light, you had a little glitch there and it made you sound like you were talking like this. 
Oh, did it? So do I need to repeat that? No, we heard you. Just, you know, you were traveling at the speed of light, Donald Wayne. So. Isn't that funny that that would kick yeah. in when I'm talking about uh, uh, light you know. traveling faster than sound? We're going to have to get with the engineer on that. Yeah, it had some helium there, Donald Wayne. Mm, I thought about that. that. You know, he was talking to... about getting Coke. I don't know, people. Um... <laughs> Coca-Cola. <laughs> Um, all right. So I guess, um, again, we appreciate everybody being with us tonight and, um, y'all have a great weekend, great Friday. And Dennis Lee, if you want to grab the lights, I'm going to get the chain smokers out. Well, I'm going to flip the switch on this one, Donald Wade. The party's over. Stay safe, everybody. Up in New York's abode, the legends and the myths, Achilles and his gold, Achilles and his gifts, Spider-Man's control, and Batman through his fears. Clearly I don't see myself in loneliness, she said, where'd you wanna go? How much you wanna risk? I'm not looking for somebody with some superhuman gifts, some superhero, some fairy tale bliss, just something I can turn to, somebody I can kiss. I want something just like Thank you.